What up, what up, what up, world? Welcome back to another episode of the Lucky Underdogs Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network and Good Men Productions. It's your boy, the one, the man, DB, Devin Butler, and the place to be, what it is. It's your boy, CJ Procise, man. You know, every week it's the Lucky Underdogs Podcast. We highlighting those guys who don't get the, who don't get the shine, who ain't getting the media coverage, but when they get the opportunity, they ball, man. And they, they and we, we got a special guest this week, man. He's a he's a he's a prime example of a team underdog guy going to going straight to industry. And we got the <laughs> most winningest quarterback of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. Notre Dame history. Those two other guys. Notre Dame history. Brady, you know, we had him on earlier. Screw over a little bit though. Joe Theismann, we had you on too, man. Watch out a little bit, man. We got the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame. The most winningest in all time. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. True underdog, man. Real underdog. Nah, he's real industry now. Nah, nah. He was nah. He started off underdog, man. We all got to start off somewhere. Nah, we do. He didn't start off industry, so I mean, that's 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 where you know the difference is. You know, when you you can get the industry, but when you start off underdog and you go industry, then it's a little different. Right. It probably it probably feels just a little bit tastes a little sweeter (laughs) than huh? The perks hit a little different. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, man. Of course, anytime. Oh, man. Thanks anytime. for coming through, man. For sure, bro. Yeah, man. So, like we said, man, the most winningest quarterback in ND history, straight from California. You feel me? Yeah. I, and I, I live in in California now, so so I'm feeling that sunshine. And I definitely just want to start off and say I have no clue how Notre Dame gets any kids to leave the state of California. No clue at all. I don't know how y'all did it, but hey, kudos to you, Max. Like that whole pipeline. Oh man, it's it's a, a pipeline from Indy to California, and I have no clue how y'all do that. What what drove you to make that choice to know that? Because I know you had you was committed to was it Washington State at first? Yeah, I was committed to Washington State for three months, and then I knew a coach that um, Mike Sanford. He was coaching at Boise State, and I was really considering Boise State. He left. He went to Notre Dame, and then uh, after being committed, he hit me up. You know how it goes. You, you, you commit somewhere, and then other people want to offer. It's very frustrating, but it's, <laughs> it's how it works. And, uh, yeah, so I was committed to Washington State, and then he he called me one day and was like, you got to come out here and check it out. Notre Dame speaks for itself. You have to see it in person. And I was like, man, I got to do it. I got to go check it out. And then uh, I decommitted like three days later. So, <laughs> yeah. And did that to you. Yep, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you remember what uh, what game yeah, it was man. that you came out to? Yeah, I came. Well, I came out in the summer, no no game, oh, and I committed. Okay. Uh, but then my first time to a game was uh, USC when uh, Will Fuller gave Adoree Knowles the handshake. And then, yeah, oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a first that was a cold yeah, game. Yeah, like CJ over there, Jesus. Like, yeah, yeah, that was a good <laughs> that game. Was a cold game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a cold game. Yeah, yeah that was a so cold game, man. That was a hell of a game, man. Hell yeah, so that man. was my first first game there. Nah, and that's that's the that's a that's the best that's the best game to pick. For sure, she's. I mean, USC under the lights. It was crazy. Ooh. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I remember it's it was freezing too. It was freezing. Well, it was October. So I don't know if we can use bro, freezing. We can say it was it chilly. Like, we can say it was chilly, but freezing, that's a little uh, – Compared to, compared to the Cali. California weather. I'm about to say, them, them Cali boys, them boys come out there in October, they be freezing <laughs> exactly. them boys. Them boys. Right, right. <laughs> For every time. Yeah, I feel it now, though, too, because October out here in California is lovely. Oh, man. 
It is nice. It is nice. <laughs> yeah, man. So when you got on campus, you know, being a Notre Dame quarterback, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the whole situation as far as like, you know, starting position and stuff. Uh, I mean, because I guess Wimbush would have been the quarterback when you got so there. I got right? there my, my freshman year. We were four and eight and it was uh, Deshaun and Malik. Dude, I, I, I was fifth, really. Deshaun, Malik, Brandon, um, and then me. So I was kind of. I was just kind of hanging out. I redshirted that year and was learning a lot from those guys. And then, obviously, not not the best year. A lot of things were changing. Fired. Defensive coordinator, offense coordinator was gone by the end of the year. I was like, wow, just kind of started over. No, for sure. And, I mean, for you, probably, that's probably like a good move because you've seen a lot of kind of – you were kind of part of that culture change. So, when was it like – what was it like playing in that quarterback room like under Coach Kelly? You know, that pressure – that he kind of puts on the QBs apart from somebody yeah. else, you know, from what you see from Parker. Right. And I'd be curious to hear what you guys got to say, like what Coach Kelly might have been like in your meeting rooms. Uh, but never saw him. I anymore. mean, never saw him. <laughs> Just to give you that one right Never. <laughs> yeah. He offensive coach. He offensive so, coach. He was good, man. He's hard on quarterbacks. Um, people know that. People see that. But we had a good relationship. A lot of people ask me about, you know, my relationship with, with Coach Kelly, but. He gave me my chance to play. Um, he was hard on me, but I kind of like when coaches are, you know, straight to the point with me. And uh, he wouldn't be in the quarterback room if we were doing well, you know. And if if that's kind of how at least my experience with Coach Kelly was, you know, um, obviously a gr- he was a he was a good leader. He hired the right coaches. Uh, he always had like a schedule and and keys to victory, and he led a good message, um, but he wasn't in the quarterback room if we were playing well. And if we were, weren't playing well, he was in there. So, I mean, for us, you know, we wanted to play as best as we could. So then we didn't have to have him in the quarterback room. But, you know, if the DBs, at least when I was there, if the DBs had a rough week, he was going to be in the DB room. If, if the linebackers had a rough week, if the kicker was struggling. So he moved around and uh, that's kind of how it was for me. So, it was nothing against him, but a goal for us was like, hey, let's keep him out of this QB room so we know we're playing well, essentially. Yeah, no, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope to hear. And that's definitely a, a stark difference from what he was like when, when we were there because I never saw Coach Kelly in the meeting room besides the main auditorium. Like, And, I mean, I played defense, <laughs> so, you know, I definitely probably wasn't going to hear from him anyway, you know. But, right. yeah, definitely. I definitely think, good to hear you know, that he was after more that, hands-on. After that 4-8 and eight season – I've heard from not just you guys, but a bunch of people that I don't know what changed, but he uh, he stepped it up just in all all facets of the game, really, all facets of his coaching. I mean, you know, like like just like you said, like you know, there was huge, a, a group was kind of doing bad. You know, when, when we were there, it was like all right, the offense. If somebody on the offense messing up, like obviously the quarterbacks, if they messing up, he's gonna be in there. But like we had a week where we had a, we had Coach Kelly for like we had him. He was our receiver coach for a week, and. A lot of reason he wasn't in the mirror, in the meeting rooms because he didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, like he would he knew like the like the base of everything, but like he didn't know the right. details. So he would like he would you know your obviously your coach is telling you to find details of what how to run a route, you know when to turn around at ten yards, twelve yards, and Coach Kelly coming there like, no, I want you going fourteen. Right. Like, no, I want you doing and that's this. Like, little stuff. That's, like, bro. And my whole life playing football, that some places are like that. And some places aren't, um, but I would definitely say a, hu- a huge uh, 
key to success is everybody like saying the same language, using the same verbiage. Um, and I say, I would say like our best years at Notre Dame, we were doing that. So that was good to know. Man, I, I, one thing I'll say is uh, I'm, a, I'm a Cowboys fan. And I, and I definitely see a lot of correlation between the Dallas Cowboys and the Notre, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Like, I feel like they both really are America's team in the sense that there's a, a, oh, there's a strong population of the country that roots for us to not do well. Like, they root for us to, to not succeed or to fail. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I feel like the Dallas quarterbacks, they get a ton, a ton of pressure. Like, no matter what, on any sports show, they're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys week in and week out. You know what I mean? Right. And I definitely feel it's that way. It's the same way with Notre Dame. So did you feel some of that added pressure once you was the man? You know, I mean, you had two college football playoff berths, you know what I'm saying? So you definitely have enjoyed a lot of success on the field. So year in and year out, you know, did this – like how did that pressure elevate ye- each year? How did that feel for you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the reason you go to Notre Dame is to play in the big game. And to be the quarterback in Notre Dame is – I mean, people always joke about it, right? Like, I, when I think about it, I think, like, the best places to play quarterback, Notre Dame, Texas, USC, like, just with the history, history, just the amount of people, the tradition, the people that, like, love those schools, like, the quarterback, it's the best. It's the best, man. So I was blessed. And uh, just to be able to go there and, and play and have success and go to, go to um, you know, a bunch of playoffs, win some bowl games, the pressure was there. I will say, I think, like – one of the best things I did in college was like not read any of the hype or any of the negativity on my phone. I'll tell you, I was pretty damn good at not looking at any of that because as you guys know, like that doesn't help anything. So um, I did a good job of like really staying off social media pretty much every season I was there. Um, And just the day in and day out grind with the guys, like nobody else matters, but the guys on the field when, when the whistle, you know, when the game starts and the whistle blows, that was a fact. I would always say that. So I was like, I think I did a pretty damn good job of ignoring the noise and just trying to like live in the moment. Like there was a, it's a fast, quick time at Notre Dame and I wanted to enjoy all of it. And I think uh, I'm really happy that I did that. Let's talk a little bit about ND this year, man. So, so first let's just get your general thoughts on the team this year. What did, what, what did you see from the regular season that you liked? What did you see that you thought could have been better or that you expected to be better going into the year? It's a good question. Um, I don't know, man. I would say like I had fun. I had fun watching this year. I really wanted to watch Sam. He was somebody that I talked to when he was trying to make his decision on where he wanted to go. And I told I sold him on ND and it looked like it worked a little bit. So I was glad he went there. Uh, I like the way he plays. Um, I think he's I think he's a competitor. He's obviously a winner. It's crazy. My first like my second start ever was against Sam. My 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 second (laughs) and I'm I'm three years removed and he was he's still playing this year. It's crazy. (laughs) So I was I was I wanted to watch though and I I thought he did um, I thought he did a good job and I I don't know what what needed to improve but I thought the O line was great this year. I thought you know Sam did a good job. I know there was definitely some young receivers stepping up that might have been you know maybe an area that we were lacking maybe just a little bit. but I don't know if there was anything like specific that I was like, man, this needs to be better. Um, I do think like they played, I mean, it's hard. Notre Dame's schedule is hard. It's funny what people, now that I'm out, out of college, <laughs> just seeing what people write on, on Twitter about what they think is right. It's, 
Oh yeah, all some those people, keyboard some analysts. Up, <laughs> some people uh, cut up clips and they'll be like, you know, he's got to see this receiver here in my head. I'm like, that's a clear out route. Like he's not even looking at that, you know. So, mm-hmm. but you know, um, you know, hopefully they get you know a good bowl game and, and, and can win that on top and get some momentum for next year. So, look, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, like, the OC, uh, Gerard Parker? You know, him, they saying he's coming back next year, I guess. Uh, what, are you, kind of what are your thoughts on that? You know, was, you think he was a, sort of a problem with the offense? Or, you know, think he just kind of – this is first year, first year stuff, and he's kind of room, room for improvement. Yeah. I hate to be a boring guest, but I have such a hard time answering that question because, like, I don't know what's going on in the day-to-day. Right. I wish, I wish I did, but, like, if I go ask – you know, most of the people. I'm starting to get older, man. I'm not knowing. Don't know many people there anymore. <laughs> That's always but, an interesting time when you when you get out of the college and then the last class of dudes that you played with gone. are gone. Oh, that's always a tough time because you're like, damn. I think that's that's that that'll be this year for me. These guys leaving, it's over. But when you ask, you know, they're like, yeah, I like Gerard. He needs he needs you know he needs more time. He needs this and that. So it's like I don't I don't know. But from watching the games, like like you said, there were some great games, and then. I feel like you can also be an offense coordinator, call a great game, and not go your way. It, it kind of is what it is. I wish I knew more to answer that, but I guess I would say, you know, I trust Freeman from what I know, and if he feels like he needs to give that guy one more year, then I'm kind of – I'm with it, really. Um, heart – I don't know. It's tough, man. It's I tough. I hope you, you can kind of get, and you know, you get what I'm saying. Like it's like it's, it's, it's a fan perspective. It, you know, everybody wants so much from – you know, because we saw at the beginning of the season, everybody's like, oh, we're putting up 40 points against Navy and there's three teams like this. But then it's like, all right, we're going against a competition. We got a first-year offensive coordinator and a first-year quarterback. Like, it's going to be a lot of mistakes, a lot of kinks, right. in the, like, you know, in the system. So, um, Well, I always think, like, if you look at the stats from a lot of people that I know that have had a, I mean, it's different because Sam will be gone, but a quarterback that gets an offensive coordinator more like for two years in a row, normally it's a lot better. Like I always think about Jalen Hurts. He always had, when I knew Jalen last year in Philly, like we were looking at the stats. He always had a new offensive coordinator every year. He finally got Shane Steichen for two years in a row and he went crazy and made 50 million the next year. So it's like they work together. So, you know, I wish, Obviously, there was a quarterback that that was there again to really understand what he's going to call and understand all that. But giving him another chance, I think, I think it's good, man. I think Freeman, you know, I trust in Freeman to to figure it out and you know fix what needs to be fixed. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely trust Coach Freeman. I think he's a he's a great delegator and he's a great uh, he's somebody that evaluates the people that he puts around him really well. You know, I yeah. think that that's something that he does great. And that's something that Coach Kelly did great as well, too, you know, surrounding yourself with people that, that can give you success. Sure. And I think Coach Freeman takes it a step further because he does have that attention to detail. And you can tell that he's really involved with those guys on a day-to-day thing. Not that Coach Kelly wasn't, but just to a, a, a deeper degree, I'd say. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about Sam. So I know you said you talked to Sam uh, when he was doing his decision, uh, are y'all like the same age or is he younger than you? Uh, I feel I like y'all might 24. be like the same age, bro. I feel like y'all might be like the <laughs> I same think age. he's 24, I'm 25. Uh, okay, all right. Cool. Nah, 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 that's what's up, man. So was this like the first, would you say your first Notre Dame quarterback that you've kind of kept like 
I wouldn't say under your wing, but, you know, somebody that you was kind of talking to throughout the season. Was this one of those, like, kind of like your first go of having that younger guy while you was out of school? You know, I would say to? I would say probably not because of his age. Like, we're, yeah. I played him my first game. Like, I, I talked to him. I would tell him good job. I've seen him on the sideline at the game that I went to this year. But, you know, I don't think he needed me rah-rah him just to get him going. I think he knew that this year was his year to get ready for the NFL. I would say like the first time I tried to really mentor a quarterback was with Drew Pine when he when he stepped in uh, when Buckner got hurt. He was a guy I watched a lot of film with, uh, a guy that I worked out with. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I still talk to him. Actually, actually might be throwing with him this weekend. Um, but he was someone that had stepped into the into the spotlight quickly, had no choice, and I thought people were pretty damn hard on him. And he went eight and two, I think it was. And he was someone I just really tried to mentor. Um, you know just really tried to help him out and what it's like to, to be the Notre Dame quarterback. And it sucks being Notre Dame quarterback. You can go eight and two <laughs> yeah. and people are like, yo, you suck. Like you got to, you need to, you need well, to go. The, we, need, we need somebody the problem else. Like, is everybody wants what everyone thinks like what's next is better. Always. Oh, the next OC is better than Gerard Parker until, until it's not the best five-star quarterback on the sidelines better than the guy who's been playing until it's not. It's like, I get it, but you got to give some people a chance to, to at least prove what they got. Exactly, and that's uh, and that's what the lucky on. That's what the underdogs exactly. about, well, man. Team underdog, man. About, you know, man. we if you know if if we all jump ship after you know one one little one little hole hole in the boat, we, shit, we, we none of us would have. That's none what's of us crazy would be, now you know, about make a, the make transfer but, portal. That's what's crazy now. Man. People are yeah. not playing one year and they're gone. It's, you know, I, my whole thing was I'm staying there the whole entire time until I get my degree, and I think that let me like really really set. You know, my mind on the goals of I got to do whatever I can do to get on this field because I'm going to be here for four years or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset, man. And I definitely I, I wanted to, I don't know if you heard, but Coach Freeman definitely said that, you know, they were going to have their eyes in the portal to see, you know, who was available. And I guess a two part question. Do you think, one, that that's necessary? And then two, how you think that that affects like the guys that's in the quarterback room right now, like right, the Angelis right, right. and, and the other young guy that they just got that was a it was like a five star that just signed. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, you gotta think of- everybody wants to be a competitor, but if you're bringing in a fifth year guy, that's yeah. kind of like the writings, like they're saying, like, yeah, y'all handing him the keys. So how how would you right. well, not how would you feel, but how would you suggest someone <clears throat> that was younger, a younger quarterback, to approach that yeah. situation? Um, I think you gotta. I think everybody's going to be upset in the quarterback room because they want to be the next guy, which is totally fair. But I think you, if you take a step back and look at it through whatever the coach's eyes or Notre Dame's eyes uh, as a whole, nobody else has really played. So why don't you go get somebody? And, and if you make it a true open competition, then it, it's all fair. May the best, you know, best quarterback win. Um, but like if I was Angeli, yeah, I'd, I'd be pissed. He'd been waiting his time, but at the end of the day, man, there's they don't care. They're gonna find the best guy to play. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like how you said if they make it yeah, a fair was, open competition because a lot like seventy five percent of the time they like it's a competition, but it's usually not. It's usually yeah, not yeah. A, a fair competition. That's the, that's one the guy kind of gets the reps. These guys then, in the quarterback room now, but yeah. um, you have the upper hand. You know the plays a lot better than the guy coming in. So That's true. I think at the end of the day, like if the, there is a quarterback in the quarterback room right now who is better, it'll probably show. It's not like they're going to play 
the fifth year they bring in if he's not as good. Like, right? Because yeah. the coaches have their job on the line. So I think you have to do it because these guys haven't really played. But um, back to the guys in the room, I'd be pissed. It's a natural rea- It's a natural reaction. I'd be pissed off. I'm going to start it off right here, man. Let's get Lil Manning up to ND, man. If we going to get a transfer <laughs> quarterback, let's get Lil Manning up there, yo. Yeah. If we're going to get anybody, that's the only one I want is Lil Manning. That's it. They ain't Lil Manning. I don't want it, man. I think it's – I think yeah, that they like that. I saw that maybe the uh, Kansas State guy, Will Howard or something like that, and then mm-hmm. maybe Riley Leonard. But uh, Elko just got the job at A&M, so he might take him. Who knows? <laughs> I did see Riley. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't. I mean, Riley, Riley Leonard is a tough quarterback. You know, he's a good quarterback, but I don't think that he's like. I don't. I don't see him being better than Angeli. I mean, I think Angeli. We got to give him a season first to before we could just say, you know, like right. like like you was just saying, Ian, like you got to let the guy get some fair spin. Like I thought yeah. they should have at least let him get like some meaningful reps. Like once, once I. Lost, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, after Louisville, should have got some meaningful reps in, in the first half. Even after, like, especially yeah, after Clemson. Yeah, I think they should let them all compete, man. Let the best, let the best guy take it. Exactly, it is what it is. Let the boys play, let man. The best guy really, let the boys <laughs> play, man. Straight up, yeah. And I got, I do want to ask you one more question. My last one: How mad are you that the NIL start, started after you left? Cause you would have been getting that bag, boy. I, I try not. I try not to think about it, man. I try not to think about it. Missed it. Missed it by a year. Yeah. Oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's that one hurts. Cause, cause you, you were, you were that guy. I mean, at Notre Dame too. I mean, you'd have been making. I mean, Sam. I think they said Sam's making like seven fifty. So, I mean, you'd have had to be up there, like to, close bro. to a mil. Yeah. Well, they'd have my boy in the commercials oh, and all man. of that, man. They'd have had that boy. <laughs> They need to they need my boy some back pay. Like they can get some back hey, pay. If you do, you gotta donate <laughs> to the underdog uh, foundation. Uh exactly. we got a little scholarship <laughs> fund that's going out to retired players that's trying to go back and finish their degrees. A little scholarship fund. I love that's it, all, man. I, love it. <laughs> I would've uh, yeah. it would have been would have been a different world, man. Would have been fun. Would have been nice to obviously do that, but oh, yeah. treat my linemen, do a bunch of stuff. It would have been would have been cool. But definitely would have would have decked out the house on uh down yeah. there. You would have decked out that crib. I know it, man. Some dudes would have been living Might nice on Eddie car. Street, yo. Dudes would have been on Eddie Street living real nice. What? Like, <laughs> cool, then, man. Real good, good on Eddie Street, man, yeah, man. But hey, man, we yeah. definitely appreciate your time, bro. Yeah. I know you, you got a busy schedule, so definitely appreciate you taking your time to come and rap with us here on the Lucky Underdogs podcast, man. Brought to you by Believe mm-hmm. Network, Good Men Productions. Any last words before we wrap up, brother? Tell them people what it, you got Thanks. going on, if you got any business mm-hmm. ventures or anything like that. Yeah, no, just I'm training, man. Still working out, still throwing, waiting for the next opportunity, whatever it is. But appreciate you guys having me on here. Continue being the underdog, and uh, I like All it better right. that way. So appreciate it, guys.